Welcome to the Diet Diaries, a podcast where we have candid, heartfelt conversations that will help you figure out what, why, and how to eat so you can feel amazing in your body. Because it's time to break the all-or-nothing mindset of yo-yo dieting, food obsession, and feeling ruled by the scale. I'm your host, body image and nutrition coach, Jordana Edelstein. I'm so happy you're here. Hey, friends. It is, I think it's episode 150. I keep forgetting to check. I think it's episode 150, which is actually kind of a big episode. You'd think I would pay attention, but whatever. Um, Of the Diet Diaries, I'm recording this one a bit in advance um, just because of my schedule. And the week before this airs is going to be a guest episode, um, which if you haven't listened to that, I encourage you to go listen. It is really, really wonderful. It's with a former client of mine, um, Alyssa we work together and she shares so much of her struggles with disordered eating and body image and everything that she has been through over the course of her life and where she's at now. And it's really, really special. Um, So I wanted today, I wanted to talk about Halloween because I don't think I did a Halloween episode last year. I think I did the year before, but I wanted to talk about like not just Halloween, kind of this applies to Halloween, but it's really more about the story that we tell ourselves that we are out of control around certain foods, that we have no willpower, that those foods are bad, that if it's in the house, I'm going to eat the whole thing. I can't have that in the house. That is probably the language I hear from people most often about certain foods. I can't, I can't have that in the house. I can't have that in the house, right? And that is based on our experience, right? That is a lived experience. So that is real. And also it is a story, right? We have told ourselves that that is fact because it's the only thing that we know. But why is that? Why has that always been our experience? The follow-up to that is I have no willpower. I have no self-control. I, by definition, can't do that. But that's actually not it. You guys have heard me say this many times before. It's not that you have no willpower. It's not that you have no self-control. It's that you don't have the skills. No one has taught you. No institution or person has taught you the skills. We are innately born with them. I do believe that and just the way that we um, kind of respond to food, but then they're very quickly like (laughs) beaten out of us um, because of outside influences. And so what I wanted to talk about is sort of this idea of how do you how do you overcome that? How do you get past that? How do you stop telling yourself the story of I have no control, I can't keep that in the house? Because we will often use that as a fix, right? We'll say, I if someone brings over like, you know, you have a party or it's the holidays are coming up and you there's leftovers, like you throw them out. Or you tell people don't bring that, or you tell people to bring it home with them. Like you don't want it in the house, right? We try to control the situation by eliminating the food from our presence. I don't buy that thing. I don't keep it in the house. I throw it away. And I get that, right? Because there is this idea of it's called priming your environment, right? This is a skill or a tool that we can use to help change our behavior. And so, but it's also like, are we using the right skill for the right job, right? So sometimes that skill priming your environment can be super helpful. And in other ways, I actually think it can be detrimental. And over the long term. I do think that this is one of those skills and tools that is not a good match for this particular challenge. Because I think that if you never, if you always try to control the situation by never having that food around, 
what happens when it is around? Because that's the thing, it's inevitable. And you know it because when it happens, you eat the whole thing, you feel like shit, and then it reinforces the story. You say to yourself, oh, that's why I can't have this around, right? Like here, like just random example, let's say um, it's holidays are coming up, right? You're hosting or people are coming over and there's leftover dessert. And it's the day after, a day or two after, and you're standing at the kitchen counter eating leftover pie or cake from the box. And you're disgusted with yourself and you're like, oh my God, this is why I can't have this around. This is what I always do. And you throw it in the garbage. The reason you always do that is because you don't have any skills and because you never, and you don't have any skills because you never let yourself have that food around. It becomes like this vicious cycle. And the only way, the only way to interrupt that is to give yourself permission to have some of or one of those foods around. That's the only way, friends. There's no like shortcut. And so, Ultimately, in the long run, that is what you need. Otherwise, you're just in this constant state of trying to control everything. Don't bring that over. I don't want that in my house. Don't leave that here. Throw that out. Like, that's a shitty way to live, right? To feel like the food is controlling you. The only way to develop skills is by exposing yourself to that food with structure, with boundaries, right? I'm not saying, oh, yeah, buy an entire chocolate cake and just throw it in your fridge and you know, figure it out. No, that's not like that's going to continue to perpetuate this story. You need to create structure with it. You need to buy whatever food feels really challenging for you, buy the smallest possible serving or portion that you can. And even if that means if it doesn't come in a small serving, buying a bigger thing. And I know you don't want to hear this, but throwing the rest away so that you only have a small amount, right? So that it takes away that pressure. It takes away that like, oh my God, it's sitting in the cabinet, that feeling where it just like consumes your brain. You know, when you're sitting trying to watch a show and then all you can think about is like the leftover like ice cream in the freezer, you know that. If you buy a single serving, it kind of eliminates that. And yet it gives you enough to practice skills, to practice having it around, right? And those skills are, just before I kind of get into those, It's first and foremost, making sure that you're using these foods in the job that they're meant for, which is not to fill hunger, which is not as a snack, which is for the most part, not to cope with emotions. Yeah, sometimes that's going to happen, separate topic. It's just for pleasure. It is for pure pleasure and enjoyment. And when you eat food purely for pleasure, you have to make sure that you have set the foundation, that you have eaten a nutritious meal before that you're really not hungry, right? You're not using this food to fill hunger and that you are paying attention to it. How many times have you eaten a dessert while doing something else and suddenly you realize it's gone and you're like, you feel like you didn't, you want more. And you, the reason you want, part of the reason you want more, one of the reasons is because you didn't pay attention. So it feels like you didn't even have it, right? It's like you were doing something else. You didn't get to enjoy it. You didn't get to savor it. So of course you want more. So prioritizing the experience of eating this food is super important. So there's kind of like those three things. You want to eat it after you've had a nutritious, satisfying, satiating meal. You want to eat it when you're really not that hungry. You don't want to be stuffed because that doesn't really feel good. But it's not like you couldn't sit there and eat an entire meal. That's not the level of hunger we're looking for when we have sweets or chips or things like that. And you're not grabbing and going, right? You're 
paying attention to this thing, at least when you're practicing, right? Obviously, at certain points, yeah, you're going to be out with people and you're going to be having dessert while you're socializing or at a party. You're not always going to be able to sit at your kitchen table and laser focus on it. But to practice the skill you can, right, you can create that environment for yourself. Absolutely. Does it take effort? Does it take work? Hell yeah, it does. But if you want to stop be feeling like a prisoner and feeling controlled by whether or not there's a certain food sitting in your house and feeling like you can't possibly have that around because you're terrified you're going to eat an entire cake or pie or pint of ice cream, this is what you have to do, right? You have to put in this work. And maybe it sounds like I'm being, I'm going to say harsh, I don't think I'm being harsh, but I'm being realistic. You've got to be honest with yourself. Like, I, you don't want to live your life feeling trapped by food. You want to be able to make choices and have freedom. And having freedom around food is having skills. Very simply, that's it. So just to go back to like those those kind of like the three parameters, you're going to buy a serving of something that is tough for you. Maybe it's an ice cream bar. Maybe it's a single serve pack of candy. Maybe it's one brownie at a bakery. Maybe it's a snack size bag of chips. You can pretty much get most stuff in a single serving. You are going to eat it after you have had a filling meal. You're not going to eat it as a snack. You're not going to eat it when you're super hungry. You're not going to eat it when you're distracted. You're going to sit at a table. You're going to put this thing on a napkin or a plate. You're not going to have distractions around. You're going to pay attention. You're going to take a bite. You're going to chew it. You're going to notice the flavors and the textures. Am I enjoying this? Do I actually even really like this as much as I think I do, as a story I'm telling myself that I do? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Lots of valuable information there. Maybe you're going to put that thing down in between bites to give yourself a little bit of a pause. You're going to take another bite and go through the same process, the flavors, the textures. Am I enjoying this? You might realize you only need a couple of bites to get what you need. You might realize you don't even really like it as much as you thought you did. You were just afraid of it. You might realize you love it and want to eat the whole thing. There's no right or wrong there. There's just uncovering information about the reality of what's going on instead of the story that you have told yourself. This is a life-changing skill. I think this is a life skill in and of itself because, again, I said this at the top of the episode, the thing that I hear most often from from clients, especially when we start and just from people like in conversation and like in the background noise is like, I can't have that around. I can't have that in the house. I will eat all of it, right? You know, if you're listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I had that story too. And it wasn't until I started practicing these skills and gave myself permission to have these foods outside of a cheat day or outside of a day that I'd already blown it, quote unquote, did that start to happen? Because here's what's happened. If you say to yourself, I only have dessert on the weekends, then the weekend rolls around, it's Saturday night and you're like, oh my God, yes, it's dessert night. You're super excited. You will eat it whether or not you want it because it is your only chance. You will inevitably stuff yourself and eat something past the point of comfort. And maybe even to begin with, maybe you're not even in the mood for dessert, but you're going to have it anyways because you know it's your designated dessert day and you can't have it again for a week. Whereas if you said to yourself, I don't really want dessert today. I can have dessert tomorrow if I want it. You give yourself the space to say, like, I don't want this right now. I can have it tomorrow. And then tomorrow rolls around. Maybe you want it. Maybe you don't. But when you know that you can have it the next day or two days, whatever it is, and you don't put the pressure on yourself to have it right now, you often realize you don't even want it right now. 
right? Like this is the cheat day mentality. This is the I already fucked up the day. I'm just going to eat everything possible and start over again. You don't even want to be doing that. I can't tell you how many times I would do that. I would quote blow my diet and then be like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to have pizza for dinner. I'm going to go out and get ice cream. I'm going to eat all of Ben's snacks. I'm going to get chips. I'm going to stop and get a candy bar because then tomorrow I'll start over and I'll be good. I didn't even want to be eating that stuff, but I put myself in a position where I felt like it was like my only chance because I knew I didn't have permission to eat it the next day. And because I didn't have that permission, I had to do it now. Whereas if I had given myself the permission and space to have it the next day when, you know, not in this moment, I would have realized I don't want this right now. I'm not enjoying it. I'm too full. I'm stuffed. I feel gross. So it is that permission alongside the structure that helps you do this, right? When you give yourself permission to have it the next day, to start out when you're learning the skills, it is alongside that structure that I talked about, right? After a nutritious meal, at a table, not when you're hungry. This is how you start to have food around. And the way that this connects back to Halloween is we think we, we go crazy on Halloween candy, right? It's like we make our kids throw it out. We don't want it around. And I get that, right? I will say that learning to do this during Halloween, when you have massive quantities of candy in the house, it's a tougher time to do it. The little fun size bars are great portion sizes, but there's so many of them. So I'm not saying you have to do this like right during Halloween, but if you want to feel, if you want to feel like you are in control, like you get to make the decisions around Halloween, and then it's like right into the holidays, this is how you do it. Whether you decide to start practicing this now or you do it in a month or two months or whenever, this is how you do it. The time is going to pass anyway. So I can't even believe that I'm sitting here talking about Halloween again and thinking about how I did um, the nourishing notes going into the holidays, which was like kind of how to deal, deal with like all the stress on holiday eating and fear of weight gain and lack of schedules and routine. I can't believe that was almost a year ago. The time passes, guys. So we're going to roll around. It's going to be this time next year. You're going to be feeling the same way unless you sit down and take the time to practice and learn these skills. Otherwise, you are going to feel trapped and controlled by food for the rest of your life. Um, it reminds me, I'm sure so many of you have seen this, that Sex in the City episode where Miranda has the cake and she throws it in the garbage and then she goes back and eats it from the garbage and then she has to put the dish soap on top of it so that she stops eating it, right? It's hysterical and funny and so relatable because so many of us have been through that. But let's be honest, do you really want to be the person for the rest of their life who has to squirt dish soap on food in the garbage so you don't eat it? That's a really shitty feeling to feel like you are that powerless around food. And it's not that, it's just that you don't have the skills and you have made that food like the 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 focus of everything, right? Because you've restricted it so much that when it's around it just, you can't think about anything else. Um, this is such an important skill. I, I really would say like one of the most important ones, learning the skills around how to pay attention to these foods that are hard for you and giving yourself permission to have them. And again, I think when people hear giving yourself permission, that means, because like in the world of intuitive eating, that does mean like you want to go out and get by 25 cupcakes and eat them, great. I don't advocate for that because ultimately that makes you feel really shitty. I think you can get to the same place that way. And for some people that works, but there's a lot of fear around that. And it's not the only way. There's many ways into the same end results. 
And so to me, giving yourself permission doesn't mean, yeah, just go have as much of you want, of whatever you want all the time, every day. It's giving yourself permission that when you want it, you are going to eat it in this structured way. Because with these foods, they're all hyper palatable foods that we struggle with. No one struggles with overeating fruit or chicken or broccoli or like vegetables, right? It's the hyper palatable stuff. And hyper palatable means these perfect combinations of carbs and fats that just lights up our brain, right? They are designed to make us to want to eat more. That's how these manufacturers make money. These foods are hard to um, stop eating. And so that is why we have to really use our skills. When you have the skills in place, 100% you can do it. But if you are eating these foods when you're hungry, if you're eating these foods when you're stressed out and emotional, if you're eating these foods when you're not paying attention, 100% you're going to overeat them every time. When you do the work, when you put the skills in place and you stop labeling them as bad, related to this, but kind of could be a whole episode on its own, you can Make your own autonomous choices. You are not controlled by the food. You get to decide. Okay. I think I covered everything. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Is there anything else I want to say? Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Um, and yeah, more next week. <laughs>